And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is the Athletic Football Show. Welcome to Prospects to Pros. It is a very, very special week here at the show, here at the Athletic, because our man Dane Brugler, he has written you a freaking book. If you're not already subscribed to The Athletic, what are you even doing? But right now is your best shot because with your subscription, you get The Beast. That is Dane Brugler's draft guide. He puts it out every year. It's We publish it as a PDF. It is incredible. I am right now looking at the top 10 long snappers <laughs> in this draft, thanks to Dane. This is, Dane, this is incredible. This is even... I don't know how you made it more thorough than last year, but you somehow managed. Well, the motivation every year is just to make it the the best resource that you could possibly have uh, when it comes to draft time uh, and understanding who these guys are, um, you know, their journey, their background to their reports to all their measurables. Uh, I mean, one of the reasons why it comes out so late is to make sure 100% of the pro day data is included with every single player. So uh, <clears throat> had to wait until uh, Devin Witherspoon, you know, did his workout. Joe Titman was the last workout to go. So, you know, it, it's important to have all that context uh, for each report. And so, you know, I, not everyone's going to agree with my rankings and that's fine. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want this to be a, a guy that you look at and say, okay, it's, you know, this is how, you know, Dane says the draft should go. It, it, look at it as more of a resource guide as, you know, if, uh, you know, my team drafts this player in the second round, okay, I'm going to go look him up and say, oh, I didn't know this, or, uh, oh, this is interesting, and, and just try to add context to who these prospects are. Well, and the level of detail is incredible because you you do kind of take the the reader through the person's journey. I mean, starting mm-hmm. with, with when they were very young, like I'm looking at Bryce Young's right now, and I didn't realize he was born in the Philly suburbs. I didn't know the family moved at when the family moved out to California, and that is that's context that that matters in 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 terms of who these people are and you know where they where where they might like to go and and also how teams may view them. And that I, I like that part too because you get to the strengths, the weaknesses, the the scheme fits, all of that other stuff. But you also kind of let people know what the human being behind it is too right you know okay brace young oh he, he worked out with a basketball trainer starting when he was 11 years old that's interesting like you can kind of you can kind of see that you know, the point guard style that he plays with uh plays quarterback so you know i i think that all of that stuff is interesting and you know, some of the hardest parts of the final edits of the the guide is when, you know, because we have a team of editors working on this, uh, you know, cutting down some stuff that maybe they, uh, you know, they can't be in the guide or things like that. And so just editing, editing everything down, but um, trying to find as much relevant information on each player 
to uh, you know, yeah, they're they're all puzzle pieces, and put all the pieces together and give people the most most clear picture of who these who these guys are. Yeah, it is it is incredible, and everybody who gets drafted is written up in here. I'm I'm predicting it now. I know you you get nervous about that, and and I don't want to jinx you or anything, but I'm telling <laughs> you right now, everybody who's going to get drafted is in here. Well, there's there's over 400 reports. Um, I, I cut it off at like 401. The last report I wrote up was uh, Montana State, uh, Ty Okada, the safety who, um, you know, ha- had decent tape, but it was a pro day that really put him over the top. Um, and uh, but there's o- there's over t- there's testing data, uh, pro day or combine or both uh, for over ni- almost 1,900 players in here. Wow. So uh, even you know there might be a guy that tested really well on his pro day that uh, maybe isn't written up in there, but you know, it's uh, it, it happened last year. The Colts drafted uh, somebody late from Yale uh, who wasn't written up, but, but yeah, the goal is to hopefully have everybody written up. We'll, we'll see how that works out uh, this year. Dane, I, I've covered college football for 23 years professionally. <laughs> there are schools in here I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th- there are some, some different schools you come across uh, that you know it, it, you're eager to go look up the mascot of uh, <clears throat> oh you know what's what's Gannon's uh, mascot or uh, you know uh, Limestone or McKendry or uh, yeah a, a lot of random colleges that are D two D three NAIA you know whatever it may be so it's it, 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 I mean it kind of casts a light on some of these lesser known players who uh, you know that. They might not be uh, drafted, but you know they're hanging around. There's a reason why scouts are at their pro days and they're in the system and things like that. So, a uh, chance to give them a little bit of love. Well, and and I know, uh, I know that Penn State coach James Franklin will be happy. Your number 132 running back, uh, Gunnar Anglovich, from <laughs> East Stroudsburg, the alma mater of one James Franklin. So. There you yeah, go. Getting deep into Pennsylvania. Yeah. This is this is incredible. Uh Lance Zerline joining us too. Lance also has this sort of labor of love when he has to do all the write-ups for, for NFL.com. Uh, you get yours done a little bit earlier, Lance. What no, should not they... really oh, that's oh, true. I'm You're still, still working, working on, on them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I still have here. Here's who's on the docket. Dane, tell me if I need to watch these guys. All right. Um, I have Christian Braswell from Rutgers. Actually, I just – I think I – no, I haven't watched him yet. I have Otis Reese from Ole Miss, Mm -hmm. Amari Bernie from Florida. Yeah. Bernie, yes. Yeah, Zaire Barnes from Western Michigan. Yeah, he's got some love. Okay, Xavier Smith, wide receiver, Florida A&M. I haven't heard as much love for him. Okay, Isaiah Bolden, cornerback, Jackson State. Yeah, he's interesting. He's he's got some background stuff. Look at this. Dane knows all these guys. Elijah McGee, safety from Minnesota State. Uh, you know, I, I haven't heard a ton of love on him, but I know his pro day was pretty decent. Minnesota okay. State, by the way, not the Minnesota State Screaming Eagles that were featured in the TV show Coach. No. <laughs> and then Br- Brisker Fisdale from uh, Grand Junction. Uh, you just made that up. Yeah, yeah I was going right. to say. I, 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 <laughs> I was like, give me a few seconds on that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're going through your... Oh, no, I had strep throat, but I forget Brisker. I haven't yeah. him up. Do I need to write him up? Keenan Isaac, Thomas Rush, Michael Ayer. So, yeah, I'll, I'll get to about 474 this year. So I know what Dan goes through 
And uh, it is a, but, but the thing I do is I write them up, but I don't have to do the, like I write up more prospects than Dane from a write-up standpoint, but Dane includes, I don't have to do the bio stuff. Yeah. Chad, you're not going as deep. Yeah. Now Chad reader does the bio stuff. And mm-hmm. so I don't have to do that. And that stuff to me is what's really interesting. First of all, it's checking my opinion against Dane's. And then the second thing is it's checking the interesting. Um, I reached out to Dane just the other day about some interesting, you know, who are some interesting stories, uh, you know, from the draft, you know, people that would make for interesting TV, stuff like that. So, yeah, the beast is and Dane's background work to me is really um, because that's what NFL teams do. Yeah. NFL teams. Right. So, so Dane approaches this like an NFL scout. Um, his scouting reports are. Yeah, thankfully, agents haven't been. Usually every year, the agents can get a little crazy about, oh, why is this in here? Or like, why is this relevant? Or thankfully, uh, that hasn't been the case this year. Uh, you know, a few have reached out, but they've been, you know, really, really good about it. Give it time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Somebody was mad at you two years ago. You included. Uh, yeah, I remember how that year. was happening. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. You, and you had good info, but they don't like it. That's it. Sometimes the info is too good. That's that is the best advertisement for the beast I've heard yet. Sometimes the info is too good. One, one oh, of like these it. one of these years when I just stop caring, I'll, I'll release the black book of uh, the draft guide of all the stuff they made me not include. Or I wasn't allowed to include in the real beast and. It, it'll Twitter, it'll blow. Twitter's not ready to find out no, how sausage is made. There's some of that stuff that I, I don't think that uh yeah, it would definitely make some headlines. I, I tell you that. Uh-huh. Well, we're gonna we're gonna make some headlines today because we are going to conduct a first round mock draft among us. We we are the GMs of the various teams. We we've we've set an order, we've set our boards. I use the beast to set my board mm-hmm. and you know, I I don't I'm not drafting a long snapper in the first round. I'm, I'm just telling you now. So, but you only had a seventh round round grade on one of them. So it's I I feel pretty vindicated there. Alex, uh, Alex Ward, yep, UCF. UCF. That's right. That's right. Uh, snapping to uh, Colton Boomer, the the kicker who was a Lake Mary Ram like myself. So I'm mm-hmm. very Lake Mary High School represent. Uh, but I am convinced after setting my board for this, that I would be the worst GM ever because I, I mean, I, we, we've got it where you snake it. So I, I actually have back-to-back picks in a bunch of cases. And so I know who's getting picked beforehand. And I'm like, oh, God, I, I don't want to pick this guy. And I'm sure GMs actually go through this. Yeah. I, I there's, and this is where I, I, I think it becomes really interesting because you know, when you're doing a mock draft, you have you have time to really map out how you want it to go, and you can do certain picks you know you want to happen, and uh, you kind of fill in the rest. And but with this, it's going to be like an actual draft where I, I don't know what you're going to do, um, you know, ahead of me, and so I have to be thinking on the fly. I have to have a certain number of players available on my board. Um, yeah, it, it, this is going to be a little more cause we don't, we don't know ahead of time. We haven't laid this out. We haven't predetermined anything. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how we think on our feet and go through the different scenarios. So we, we, we are going to snake it. We're going to go Dane, Lance, me, and then backward. So me, Lance, Dane, yeah. and just go through the order. So like Dane has the Panthers pick, Lance has the Texans, and then I get the Cardinals and the Colts back to back. So we're, we're going to do it like that. And, uh, 
Are, are we ready to start, guys? Yeah, let's go. I think so, all right, Dane, you are you as the Carolina Panthers are on the clock. All right, and I'm not going to take too much time here because uh, this is pretty easy. Um, I have traded up to number one for a reason uh, to get the best player in the in the draft, to get the best quarterback in the draft, and that's Bryce Young. Uh, it's interesting that he has become now the betting favorite to be the number one overall pick. Um, you know, just uh, I, I, this is a pick not, and we're doing these picks based off of you know what we think is going to happen, not necessarily what we would do. Uh, but in this case, it matches up both both ways because this is what I would do. This is what I think the Carolina Panthers are going to do. Um, he, he's going to be the smallest quarterback in the NFL the moment he's drafted. You have to be okay with that. But everything else, uh, you know, you you feel great about with Bryce Young. He's uh, you know, in my write-up uh, in in the draft guide, one of the first uh, things that is strengths, it's a, a quote from NFL GM saying he's genius level uh, working the working the whiteboard. Uh, just the processing, everything he does from an instinctual standpoint, the vision, uh, the accuracy, it, it's all uh, exactly what I want at the position. So I'm going to take my chances with the size, roll the dice, and I feel good about my quarterback. Well, at number two, I agree with all that to keep this moving because it's going to spark some more conversation. Um, so last week I wasn't able to be on the show because I had a bunch of television to do, three different shows, because I my mock draft came out. So anytime there's a new mock draft, you got to, you know, it's a, yep. it's a big deal across the board on the platform. <clears throat> and I had the Texans passing on C.J. Stroud. Now, since that time, we have uh, – Mike Lombardi has said he's heard some things that they may not be on board with Stroud, the Texans. You had Adam Schefter came out yesterday and said something similar. You know, mine is not coming from individual information. It's some of the same things I brought up on this show. There's a concern about, you know, um, if, if the Texans believe that Bryce Young is substantially better than these other quarterbacks, are they going to put their reputations, their their jobs on the line for a quarterback they don't truly believe. And that's the first thing you have to ask yourself. Secondly, you have to ask yourself, okay, are they okay with, with Stroud's agent being the same agent for Deshaun Watson, David Mulligetta? It may not be an issue. Mulligetta does a good job for his clients. He's got a lot of, uh, he's got a lot of clients. You'll have to deal with David Mulgetta at some point, but if you're concerned that specifically he helped Jalen Ramsey get out of, you know, Jalen Ramsey is his client. He complained his way out of, the Jacksonville deal then got out of the Rams, which, you know, I think it was mutual. And then Deshaun Watson, of course, takes a $27 million signing bonus after Deshaun Watson or after DeAndre Hopkins is traded and then plays out the season before he even gets to his new contract, is demanded to be traded and sits out. They never get that signing bonus back. That may have left a bad taste in the Texans' mouth, and they may be concerned that if C.J. Stroud plays well, that they may end up facing the same leverage situation again. So um, <clears throat> that could or couldn't play into it. But ultimately, here's one other thing I want to throw out there, Dane, is that is there any chance that right now Carolina is going is leaking Bryce Young stuff to people so that they can really cause a little panic with the Texans to see if they can get the, the Texans to move up, even if it's for their first pick of the second round? Because Peter King also had that, you know, in an interview with Ryan Poles that the Texans were offering a first-round pick to move up to that spot. Now that they know that, Carolina, if they like C.J. Stroud, why wouldn't you put out the Bryce Young stuff and see if you could get the Texans to bite? So I just want to throw that out there as food for thought, that that could be going on as well. That would mm -hmm. be a smart play if they like C.J. Stroud. 
if Bryce Young's off the board, I am I am going to in this particular mock, I am going to pass on CJ Stroud. Ooh. I want to see what happens with this mock draft because I do think there's a possibility. So if that happens, I'm going to go with the Texans. I think they could trade out of it, but let's just say the Texans select Tyree Wilson, which is what I wow. did my last mock draft last week. A guy who may fit D'Amico Ryan's defense better. He has a better chance of getting better as a pro as opposed to Will Anderson, who's already very good. But Alabama players tend to be a little bit maxed out because they do such a great job of coaching them. So let's go with the surprise pick with Tyree Wilson as the second pick for the Texans. And let's see where that takes us. So wow. I am the I am the Arizona Cardinals GM in this case. And I when when you said pass on CJ Stroud, well. I'm the Arizona Cardinals GM and the Indianapolis Colts GM here right now. Yeah, so yeah. the two of like what of what of me, my heart was in my stomach. Like, hmm. oh crap, Will Anderson's gone now. And then the other one's like, hmm. This just got a lot more interesting. I so, will allow you to I'll allow you to trade. Well, can we allow you to trade four three? Does it matter? It doesn't really I don't matter think it matters. I don't think it matters. Make it because, neater, yeah, yeah, that's Colts. true. You know That's what I mean? True. If the Colts want to make sure they get their guy, yeah, That's sure. True. Let's let's have the Colts trade to the Cardinals. That's that's fine. Because well, you're the GM for yeah. both teams, we should get this deal done fairly yeah. easily. What, what, yeah, would so it, what would it cost? Yeah, what do you have to throw in to move up one spot for a quarterback? What is that? A second rounder this year? A, a two and, next and something year? else? I don't know. I tell you what, your offer is going to be better from the Raiders. Maybe that's that, that exactly. You have to make it so it's well, it's sweet enough. That yeah, you're not going to take whatever the Raiders See, that, offer. That's that's the thing that's interesting about this. If the Texans do pass, let let's say Young goes first and the Texans pass on a QB with number two, the frenzy to get up to three mm -hmm. become uh, that 15 minutes is is busy. You well, well, and that's extremely. That's why if you're Arizona, uh, who you know Arizona's fielding calls right now. Yeah, uh, this is why you probably hold on to that until mm -hmm. draft night. You know, you wait yep. and see because no matter what, you're gonna have. There's gonna be an offer there uh, that you can that you can execute, but the offer might even be greater in a scenario like this. So, so here I, I want to just tell a quick story. Okay. So back in two, because this is how this happens too. In 2017, Rick Smith, I was told this from a pretty reliable source that Rick Smith had a deal done with Sashi Brown, just not a deal done, but an agreement that hey, if if Deshaun Watson uh, gets to, I don't know if it was Watson by name or just a quarterback, but if if you don't have a guy that you want, we will take your pick. You know, we will take mm -hmm. that that 12th pick of the draft. And Sashi Brown agreed to it. And then um, when the time came, Sashi was kind of hemming and hawing. And the way I heard it is that Rick really put the, the former Texan, of the former GM of the Texans, put kind of put the pressure on him like, hey, we had a deal. You know, it's one of these things on the phone. And then Sashi said, okay, yeah, let's do it. And that became Deshaun Watson, who ironically enough is with Cleveland now. And Sashi's no longer there. But um, that was – that's one of the you have to have some of these potential deals in yeah. place before because you don't have much time on the clock. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, let's let I, I'm going to I'm going to say so I'm going to say I'm the call or I'm the I'm the Cardinals and I have I have. A, Are a, you thinking quarterback at all? No, I, I should be. Personally, I think the Cardinals should be. But I you're you're kind of locked in at this point. 
I mean, there's, there's, what are you going to do? You're going to pick, you're going to pick a quarterback and, and, and eat all of that Kyler money. I, I just, I think you kind of made your bed with Kyler Murray when you re-signed him. So I've taken contingency calls from the Colts and the Raiders. Okay. For the sake of our sanity doing this, I'm not going to make Dane trade up. <laughs> so I'm going to say the Colts offered a better, because Dane's got the Raiders. Yeah. I'm going to say the Colts offered a better package. And well, I'm hold on a second. Some- Dane, do you want, do you want CJ Stroud for the Raiders? That's awfully appealing. Um, Why don't you give it to him? Why don't you just make this quick swap? Because the because the Colts are freaking out and they just added more. Exactly. They just gave me oh, more. So the Colts have increased it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The, okay. The, the Colts. The Colts were not. Let's put it this way. Chris Ballard as me or me as Chris Ballard was not that keen on taking Anthony Richardson at four. Mm-hmm. Was not that keen on it. But taking C.J. Stroud at three, he feels pretty keen on. So, okay. so the Colts. Let's say the Colts threw another. Let's say they they sweeten the pot with a a two and a player this year and a player. Yeah, and and a th- and a three next year. So to move up one spot, I don't know what draft chart that that matches, but we'll we'll take it. So the Colts are at three, and they're taking C.J. Stroud which puts the Cardinals down to four and they're going to take who they were going to take anyway, because Lance took Tyree Wilson for Mm -hmm. the Texans, which when Lance said they're passing on CJ Stroud, Andy, the Cardinals GM sucked in real hard and was like, Oh shoot. What am I going to do now? But when he said Tyree Wilson, I was very happy because it means I can not overthink this and take Will Anderson who is going to be a very, very effective edge rusher for a long time in the NFL. Okay. There you go. Now you got Colts. No, no, the Colts already picked. They picked C.J. Stroud. Oh, that's right. Three, four, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so the Colts took C.J. Stroud, and then the Cardinals took Will Anderson and are over the moon about this this development because they got got some stuff. They got some extra picks. They're going to, you know, start evaluating for their, their new picks. And they are happy. So now we go to the Seahawks with a pick that came in the Russell Wilson trade. And uh, Lance is John Schneider. Yeah, this is a really difficult one for the Seahawks because it really boils down to Jalen Carter. And Mm. are you okay with Jalen Carter? I mean, both the edge guys are off. I don't think they will go quarterback in this spot personally. Um, Honestly, I'd love to trade eight and five and let the Falcons go get their corner but I don't I think they'll sit tight so with the Seahawks I'm taking best player available I'm going Jalen Carter and that is who I think is going to end up with the Seahawks it's a position of need and 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 Seahawks fans will tell you you're stupid um John Schneider has already said this is the character is an increased uh is an increased value and priority for the team so it can't be Jalen Carter and yet they add Jalen Carter in to uh yesterday or on Tuesday I should say to uh, to visit with him to find out who he is. So if I can't trade that pick, I'm going to take Jalen Carter in that spot. I do think there's a chance, obviously, they could take quarterback. But if they don't love that quarterback, why would you take a quarterback when you just signed Geno? Maybe mm-hmm. Geno has really come around. He's a rich Gannon. He's kind of getting it later in his career. Any test of Verde, you know, it has happened before for quarterbacks. So 
I'm going Jalen Carter, and then I'll I'll see how quarterbacks look next year. And and could be very deep because we know Caleb Williams, we know we know Drake May. Look, if Joe Milton has a good year, everybody's gonna be gaga over him. There's if, just there's yeah. rumors that Carson Seattle, Beck has a good year at Georgia. Like absolutely. there's so many different people that could kind of prop up here. And there's so. rumors that Seattle may be willing to wait on quarterback and not jump in with either of these two guys. Yeah. I'm not I'm not just I'm not just, you know, I'm I, I I am guessing here, but at the same time, I'm not just guessing blindly. Mm. So let us move down to the Raiders. Uh, sorry, the, the Lions. With This is a pick uh, from the Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff trade. Uh, this is the Rams pick originally. And it is the Lions picking number six. And Dane, you have the floor. Okay. So now I, I think that it would be really interesting if they entertained the thought of a quarterback here. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of Lions fans will tell you, no way. Like, that just doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, on and on and on. But uh, I, I'd still be a little surprised they did take a quarterback. Uh, so I'm not going to do it here. Um, I, you know, it just all signs point to corner. It's almost like it's too obvious that it's not going to happen. Maybe the bigger question is, okay, which corner? Uh, yes, I think uh, Devin Witherspoon, the Illinois corner, fits that grit toughness you know fits that mold really well um but at the same time i think christian gonzalez is the better better prospect the better corner so i have to stick true to the board and uh i'm gonna go christian gonzalez or the oregon oregon corner uh at number six to the lions all right that is uh i the jeff okuda trade does that telegraph that they're potentially going corner well, they've added I, free agency, the free yeah. agent cornerback. So, yeah, yeah. It, they they did add some stuff in free agency. I, I don't Jeff Okuda. I don't think we we knew that was not right. Be that for didn't much that longer. didn't work out. He was yeah. a first round pick who, who didn't play up to expectations. So, right. Uh, all right, Dane, you have a sandwich pick here. You're the Raiders. Now you just signed Jimmy G. But does that mean you're done well, at QB? I, uh, I mean, I, I've i been hosting all these quarterbacks on top 30 visits. Um, I've been, you know, taking these guys out for dinner before the pro days, doing <laughs> a lot of work on these quarterbacks. And, you know, I, I made some offers to maybe move up and get one. And it didn't happen. didn't work out. Tried to move up to number one. It didn't work out. Uh, but you know what? I'm sitting here at number seven and didn't have to move. And I've got two quarterbacks staring me in the face. Uh, I'm going to take Anthony Richardson here with the number uh, number seven overall pick, who's going to be the quarterback and waiting behind Jimmy G, who's going to get hurt eventually, and it'll be uh, <laughs> Anthony Richardson time. So, oh, uh, man. yeah, poor uh, Jimmy G. Well, the clock will get started at some point this year as as a rookie. If I'm the Falcons now, I'm I'm number eight with the Atlanta Falcons. I've got three considerations. I've got Miles Murphy. Um, Lucas Van Ness, which would be way too rich for my blood in that spot. And the best cornerback on the board, which is uh, Witherspoon. So I'm going Witherspoon. I think Wait, that's Lance, the best can, value. Can, yeah. I throw, can I throw one more option in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quarterback? What about what about Bijan? I, I mean, I, I think when you look at – think about Bijan in that Arthur Smith offense. I, I, I think he should be at least considered at number eight because, I, you, know, I, you know, Desmond Ritter – it sounds like he's they're okay with him being the quarterback this year. 
Um, hey, I heard dogs barking. Dane, is that at your house where the analytics crew right now is outside waiting to waiting to flame torch you <laughs> when you open the door? I'm putting a running back in the top eight. Yeah, it's it's not me. It must be at Andy's, but uh, yeah, I can still see out my window that they're coming for me. But I mean, I mean, I I, I don't know. I I think that Bijan should at least be considered at eight, and I, I don't I don't think it's crazy. I I, I love Bijan as a prospect. I just that's hard to 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 do with with especially the team that needs quite a bit. Like they need, I, rush, but, they need corner, yeah, yeah. Defense. So, they need a lot on defense. There's no doubt. I mean, you think about what they've made some big swings on offense in the top 10 the last two years with Kyle Pitts, Drake London. Um, I, I mean, stick stick true to the method. I, and, you know, I get it. The defense needs help. But a, I don't think there's a single defensive player here you could draft that would make a bigger impact on your team than what Bijan Robinson would make on your offense this year. So... I'm not saying he should be the pick. I'm saying he should at least be considered. Here. I agree. I think we've gotten too. I think we've gotten too rigid in the yes. approach to running back because 100%. running backs were overvalued for so long, and now it's like people don't even want to have a conversation about this. When really a running back in the first round, you're guaranteed five years, and then with the you know, and then with uh, the the franchise tag, you're getting six, maybe seven years of a running back's career. That's more than enough. You don't even have to go to a second contract. So. I think the I think the rigidity of the argument is a little excessive now because yes, yes, they used to be extremely overvalued. And yes, most running backs should not carry first round value. Every once in a while, though, you will run into one and certain teams wouldn't value it. But see, like I think a team like the Buffalo Bills would have tremendous value because it takes more pressure off Josh Allen in the red zone. Like it helps you hang on to leads in the fourth quarter, takes pressure off of the defense when you can run. There's certain there's certain teams where I think running back in the first round can make some sense. I just, for me, Atlanta, it's it's, it's less about being the eighth pick and it's more about the amount of the amount. I don't have another first round pick and the amount of needs I have on defense is so great. You, you laid out the fact that they drafted tight end and wide receiver in the first round the last two years. I've just got to go defense. So it's, yeah. it's a good argument you made, but I'm going to stick with Weatherspoon at number eight. Totally get it. Yep. Makes sense. Now I am the Bears. This is the pick that I got from the Panthers when I traded down from one. I need, well, a lot of everything, uh, but especially large human beings. I need a lot of large human beings. I don't, I could take the local guy on the edge. Skransky. Well, uh, Skransky. Oh, I bet you're talking about yeah. Peter Skransky. Well, that's, that's <laughs> it. I mean, he just has to come down from Evanston. That's, that's pretty easy. But I, yeah. Van, Lucas Van Ness grew up in, in, in the Chicago area. So he, he's another possibility, but I'm not doing that. I am, I am going offensive line, but Dane has scared me with the arm link thing on Skronsky. Uh-oh. Skronsky. So <laughs> I'm going Broderick Jones from Georgia, who Ooh. not like your number one tackle in the beast. You have Paris Johnson as your mm-hmm. number one. Broderick Jones though, feels like the higher ceiling prospect. I feel like I, I, I I have some room to work here. He could become a very, very good player for a long time. Whether Justin Fields is the guy for me or not, and I'll make that decision this year, I will have a cornerstone tackle to help either him or whoever comes next. So I'm taking Broderick Jones from Georgia. Interesting. I like it. So I guess, you know, probably starting him 
right tackle as starting a rookie. him on the right side. That's, that's yeah. the plan. Yeah, and then and then we'll see what happens. And right. I'm not as my thing is if you are a good right tackle, I don't necessarily feel like I have to move you to left at some point down the road. Mm-hmm. I, I I want you to be where you're comfortable and where you're good. If that's where if that's where he winds up, that's great. If he winds up at left and and you know in a, in a couple of years and and that's where he is, that's fine too. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too worried about it. There's another guy on my on on one of my other teams' draft boards, and I'm sure his name will come up in this discussion. Darnell Wright later, uh, where he's a right tackle, like he's not a left tackle. Mm-hmm. I'd be taking him to be a right tackle. So. But we'll, we'll, we'll go Broderick Jones to the Bears. Now I have the Eagles pick from the Saints. I think that's... Uh, yep. So they need, you know, they need a, a D-tackle. They need an edge rusher. They need a guard. can do safety. The only one of these positions where there's somebody who makes sense at this spot. This is, this is one where I looked at it. I'm like, you know what? These guys could trade down. Like, this mm-hmm. is a situation where they could trade down, find something they need, find like a a Brian branch around number 20. If somebody wanted, wanted to do that, but I'm going to say they keep the pick and they make the, they make the pick. And this is where I'm putting Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. He, he comes to, to chase quarterbacks for the Eagles. Yeah. I like that pick. Yeah, it makes sense. They, they brought him in. Uh, I, you know, I know they've done a lot of work on him, So uh, I, I think that matches up. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. For their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash maze, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash maze now to grow your business, no matter which stage you're in. Shopify.com slash maze.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Lance, you are the Tennessee Titans. Ooh. And oh, by the way, there's a quarterback still on the board. I know. I know. Let's take him. Let's say, you know, in my mock, I gave him Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, I think Peter Skronsky could be in play right here. I think uh, Paris could potentially be in play right here. Um, Darnell Wright. Uh, but let's go Anthony Richardson. Let's mm. take. Richardson's still on the board, no, no, right? No, no, Richardson's. Oh, no, no, that's right. Let's go Levis. No, I'll go Will Levis. That's fine. Yep. Let's go yep. Will Levis here in Tennessee. That's uh, just a short, short drive down I-65. And this is, this could yeah. be pretty interesting there with Will Levis. And, and obviously, look, uh, nobody thought Malik Willis was necessarily their quarterback of the future. They spent a third rounder on him last year. This gives them a, you know, kind of a plan here. Well, this gives and, you two quarterbacks to to shoot at the position. Like, right. it's actually not a bad idea. No. Yeah. I, I agree. And you didn't have to trade up. Because I Tennessee feels like that team that's going to be sniffing around, uh, you know, what's it going to cost to move up to five, to six? And they're going to be looking at all those scenarios. And in this scenario, they don't have to. They stay put. They keep all their other draft capital. Um, I, Tennessee is that team. Outside the top 10, I think most likely to move up to get a quarterback. So, uh, do you see what happens though if the Texans don't take? Like, I didn't know this was going to happen in my mock until I, until I had the Texans pass on CJ Stroud and Adams pass on Stroud for a couple different reasons. Um, it kind of creates chaos in the mock. It really does, especially if Seattle doesn't value quarterback. Everyone's just assuming, okay, one, two, whoever trades up to three and then four Colts. So four quarterbacks, four picks. I, I, as soon as you make one change, all of a sudden it's, it's, it's kind of, it, it kind of alters the way things could go down. And Seattle is the next question. You know, what if it, what if the pick gets to Seattle and they, are they going to take quarterback? Will Detroit take quarterback? They could. Will the Raiders take the quarterback? You know, it, it gets a little, it gets a little complicated with some of these teams it's really an easy, clean mock draft if you just go young Stroud or Stroud Young, but right. it's not as clean whenever you whenever you make one alteration to the matrix. Well, and that's well, why I, we love the draft, right? It's because it's it's never goes exactly how we think, and there's always a, a ripple effect. And well, okay, and okay, I'm up next with the Texans at twelve. Do you think the Texans, if they do pass on a quarterback at two, are they looking to trade back up into the top ten to get another quarterback? Do you think? I think I do think so. Like in yeah. my mock, I had him go from twelve to seven. I had mm-hmm. the Raiders move back, and I had the Texans take Will Levis. Right in in this situation that we just gamed out, Dane as the Texans, you've got your fingers crossed that the Titans don't take Levis. But right. Then they do take Levis, and now you got to figure out where to go with this. Yeah. So now what happens if we play this out? Which, okay, so the uh, top four options are off the board. I'm not drafting Hendon Hooker here. 
Um, I I just don't believe the values there with the timeline and everything with with, uh, with him. Um, so I'm looking at it and I see we went man. So we went with uh, we already went with Tyree Wilson at two. So that basically eliminates uh, like a Nolan Smith here. I'm not going to go that direction. Unless they play, unless they play Tyree at more of a five technique. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because they need edge too. Yeah, and I think that would fit with uh, D'Amico's D'Amico's scheme. But are we high character guy? Yeah, he is. Um, now it's I mean it's interesting because they they still need help at pass catcher as well. Uh huh. Um, but is you know, is Smith and Jigba, is that, uh, I mean, is do, are we penciling in Mechie as our starting slot? You know, do we, is, is Smith and Jigba gonna, you know, how does that fit? That That's a tough one. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I love that fit either. I love listening to Dane, to Dane go through this. Cause what you're hearing is the way when we go through mock drafts, this is what it sounds like in our head. Mm -hmm. um, you have to work through all these things and then, even I don't know if you do this, Dane, but I'll even go into teams and go look at their their salary situations on players to oh, figure yeah. out if somebody who could potentially draft behind a player who's going to be a cap cut the next year. Right, absolutely. Um, uh, here's man, here's this... my problem with wide receiver. There, second round pick on Nico Collins. This will be year three. You gave Robert. So you gave Robert. Um, oh, who they just got from Robert um, Woods. Robert Woods, you gave him money that was not – sometimes you'll see a guy get signed for $2.5 million, and that means nothing. I mean, you could still draft that position. They gave him like $8.5 million guaranteed, I think, this year. Like They gave him money to take snaps and catch the football. And John Mechie was a second-round pick who, from talking to sources close to Mechie, is at 100%. So I have a hard time putting – I know Texans fans want Smith and Jigba there – but I struggle with that because right. I don't see them taking one of those guys out of the rep rotation. Yeah. I think the all three of those Texans guys know reps. what they have in Mechie. Well, they don't, they don't know what they have. That's true. No, no. I mean, they, they know they should know where he is medically. Oh, medically. Yeah. But yeah. they don't know how he's going to fit as an NFL receiver yet. Yeah. So I, that's, that's the question is, is do you double up on that? I, I don't. It's hard. It seems I, really I mean, I it, they drafted a guard in the first round last year. Um, I they just re-upped Tunsil. Um, I, I don't I don't think they go offensive line, right? I mean, Titus Howard, the right tackle. Um, I don't either. So I, I'm I'm kind of going. I'm talking myself back into Nolan Smith uh, at this point. Uh, who obviously you know Nolan Smith and. Uh, uh, Tyree Wilson are you know, kind of listed in the same position, but there's like a 40 pound difference between these two guys. They're they they yeah, play they different, different roles, yeah, and what they do. So I mean, I don't know. In this scenario, uh, you know, I could. Uh, what 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 about could we see the first tight end off the board here, Lance? Yeah, yeah, it's possible. I mean, they added Dalton Schultz. Right, so, one-year contract, right? It's a one-year contract, and and you know they're going to want to run a lot of twelve personnel too. If you if Bobby Slowick came over from San Francisco, and you know the Gary Kubiak, the the Kyle Shanahan mm. model, the Mike Shanahan model, they like to run at a a twelve because it's it really allows you to run or throw out of that 
spots. So I think tight end is also a possible. I've considered tight end there too. Andy, if there's one thing that you can take from Dane working through all this, if the Texans don't draft a quarterback, do you see how tricky that gets from them at 12? It's like very it might, complex. Yeah. It might put them in a lot of, if you really play through the scenarios and you have to play through contingencies. And that's why I like to change up my mocks because no mock draft goes clean. I mean, mm-hmm. no draft goes cleanly. Boy, you better have a plan. That's why I had well, and, to have and, them trade up. And that's the thing. Cause if you have needs at a certain position, but there's not a player who matches the value of that pick at that position, you got to you got to either take best available or trade out, right? Right. Like there's that's what makes this so hard. So Dane, who 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 are you going to take as the Texans here? Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's go Michael Mayer, Notre Dame. Let's say the first right. tight end off the board. Um, you know, I, I I think that they they went defense with the first pick. Let's go offense with the second pick. Help out whoever's at quarterback. Uh, I I know it's not going to be maybe. The most liked pick there among Texans fans, but with Helps the, the running game, yeah, exactly. With where we're at right now, with what's available, um, I, you know, I think that's the best way to go. And, and in a, it's a deep tight end class. Michael Mayer is not the best at anything, but he might be the best at everything. If that makes sense, he's the most well rounded. I mean, he's yeah, yeah. you know he, he can help as a blocker, as a pass catcher. Um, you know, I can I can understand if. You know, some people are, want other tight ends, but I, I think with what the Texans want to be, I think Mayer makes more sense than, say, like a Dalton Kincaid here. Now, Dane, you, you've got the New York Jets here. We don't think they have this pick, right? We think this is going to be a Packers pick at, at a certain, by, by the time the draft comes around, right? Maybe? Mm, uh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I think they want to hold on to this pick, and I, that was a big reason they made the Elijah Moore trade, so they had extra extra picks on day two to possibly make that move. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think if you're the jets, you know, you, you could possibly go with, uh, you know, another edge rusher at edge depth here. Um, uh, but I'm looking at the offensive line. I, you know, I'm looking, you know, yes. Uh, 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 Becton's back. Yes. Uh, Dwayne Brown's back, but I need more depth at offensive tackle. Um, somebody that's, uh, you know, just some, another body in, into the mix. Give me long-term options there. Paris Johnson, the, uh, the best tackle on my boards available. Um, uh, let's let's go with uh, Paris Johnson there. All right, now now Lance, you have to do. I, I'm not going to make you do this one as Bill Belichick. Hmm. Well, well, but but put your hoodie on. You are the Patriots at 14. Oh boy, Lance, Lance is is digging into his uh, his office here. Uh oh. He's getting his hoodie out. It's actually not a hoodie. It's actually uh, my my sports uh, pajamas I wear up here when it's cold and I'm it's on the weekend. I mean, Belichick basically look, looks like he's wearing pajamas most of the time. So that's that's perfect. I love it. Yeah, it, it, and he's he's actually he's taking scissors to his sleeves right now. It's incredible. <laughs> so Lance as Bill Belichick, who yeah. are the Patriots taking at number fourteen? Well. So the New England Patriots need uh, edge. They need a safety. They need a cornerback. They need a wide receiver. I tell you what, this is not going to be a typical New England pick, I don't think. My choices right now, I'm looking at, you know, if you look at Belichick's types, um, and, and if he needed offensive line, obviously Skronsky's like a New England type of guy who you could play at corner. Um, I think, do they need – Offensive tackle, by the way, I don't have that as one of their top four needs. 
Um, I'm trying to think of, let me look here, who they're, always go to the depth chart, and who their right tackle is. Who is their right tackle? It is Riley Reef. Ooh, he's not going to be here for long. Mm-hmm. Riley Reef is 34 years old. Is he on a one-year deal? Dane, do you know? Uh, I don't. I don't know what his deal was. Um, so I'm looking at guards. So I've got you like your your left guard was a first rounder. You you yeah. like uh, on Winu David Andrews on, is a guy. Yeah. Now now look, here's one thing I could do. I could draft a tackle, move guard, move, move Riley Reef into guard, and move Cole Strange to center, and move on from David Andrews if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I could do that. Um, I'm not going to do that. That is a consideration. You know what? I'm going to take a guy that I think, and I'm thinking about also getting some juice off the edge and taking, uh, Nolan Smith. I think he would be a really good personality fit on that team as well, but I'm going to go with Jackson Smith and Jigba. They Hmm. just, they have a need at now Smith Schuster. I know is somebody who is going to potentially play slot, but I just think with Smith and Jigba, you just want to get a good football player with great hands. He's a good route runner. Um, I think he's a solid player who is going to be a player who is, uh, um, I don't want to say can't miss, but I think he's pretty safe at what he does. He's not at the very top of my board necessarily inside the top 15, but I know that's a position that that New England needs. And I think they need to worry less about who's a slot and who's outside and just worry about guys who can get open and catch the ball when it's thrown to them. So I'm going to go with Jackson Smith and Jigba in that spot for New England, and I'm going to pass on corner. And, well, hold on a second. Hold on. Before Uh-oh. I turn my oh, card oh, in, oh, oh, oh. before I turn my me, card me, in. Me as, me as Brian Gutekunst just went, huh? I'm Jonathan Jones. What? He's smaller. I'm Jack Jack Jones, Miles Bryant. Okay, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Bill Belichick just told the scout to put the card away. Uh-oh. Now we are going with Deontay Banks, cornerback, Maryland. Traits, 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 explosive, long, has the ability to uh, play multiple coverages. We're going to take a little surprise pick here and go Deontay Banks as the third corner off the board. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm the Packers, and I was all set to turn in a card with Dalton Kincaid's name on it. Because I need pass catchers of many, many stripes. But if Jackson Smith and Jigba is available, I will take him. Jordan hmm. Love, you're welcome. Wow. And can anyone predict what Bill Belichick is going to do anyway? Exactly. That's true. Exactly. I mean, Cole it's Strange almost was not one anybody predicted last year. So. So now I yeah I'm taking Jackson Smith and Jigba as the Packers. Because hold, well, hold on a second, hold oh, on. Oh shoot! Hold, hold on one second. My pick back. Does my no 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 you don't have to. But does okay. Miles Murphy? Oh. You think Miles Murphy fits the New England model of what they could look at, Dane? Um, yes. Uh, I mean, I I I, don't, I wouldn't say he's a bad fit. I don't know that he fits like a glove, but I, I wouldn't say he's a bad fit. Look, Jack Jones is 5'10". Um, I'm sticking with Deontay Banks. I'm not moving. Jonathan Jones is not even 5'10". Like, they've got to get some size on the on the outside. Mm. Sean Wade, to me, is not going to be that guy. Marcus Jones is a slot. I mean, I think they have to 
And I know they protected Miles Bryant, who's a 5-7-7 corner. I'm going with Deontay. Now, they could go Joey Porter Jr., but I'm going to stick with uh, – um, who was the big, long corner that they got from Vanderbilt that didn't end up working out? Oh, Joe, Joe Juwan Williams. Yeah, yeah. Juwan Williams. That's right. So I'm going with uh, – I'm passing on Porter, and I'm going Banks – and then you are turning in Jackson Smith and Jigba for yeah. the. Uh, yeah, I'm, I like I'm actually that. sprinting down the down You're the sprinting. aisle in uh in Kansas City to to turn that card in because Jordan Love he's going to need some help and that is is help immediately so that works for me. We now move on to the Commanders and now I on am- the board on the board still is Peter Skronsky, yeah, Dalton mm-hmm. Kincaid, Nolan Smith, Miles Murphy. Yep. Um, Darnell Wright, uh, mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, the commander's chief needs corner running back, especially a running back who can catch the ball out of the backfield. You see where I'm going with this? Hmm. Yes, I do. Hook him, baby. Bijan Robinson. Whoa, Come on that. down. Look at that. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, if it, I think the the sign of a good pick is when every other team in your division goes, ah, crap. You know, and, and I think that's what the Cowboys, Eagles, and Giants are saying if the, if the commanders make that pick. I feel I feel that that was the guy I had first on the board. Even as everything adjusted, he was still sitting there. That's who I wanted in that spot and and feeling very, very good. You know, that's funny. It. People have conversations. You know, the, the people have the conversation is Bijan reminds some people of Saquon Barkley. From the Giants, they're the Eagles. A lot of people think he would make a lot of sense with the Eagles at running back, mm-hmm. and a lot of people love to mock him to the Cowboys. So he's all over the place in terms of the NFC East. Yeah. I, I will say it would be unfair if the Eagles got him. It would be, be yeah. basically cheating if the Eagles got Bijan Robinson. Yeah, I, and if they are able to trade back from ten, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. That's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. 
Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. All right, Lance, the Pittsburgh Stillers. The Stillers. What Jin's got here? The Stillers are going to go with. It's not clean enough for me to do that pick. Love to do a tight end there. Cornerback is the easy is the easy out because you've got an older Patrick Peterson. Levi Wallace is a little lean. You know, you could use some defensive line help as well, but who's there that I would love? James Daniels is a right guard. Isaac Ciamulo is at left guard along with Kevin Dotson. So Skronsky doesn't really. You've got Okorafor and Dan Moore. I would. I don't want to play him at left tackle. And I do think they could use some wide receiver help. You got Deontay Johnson. You got George Pickens, but it's light after that. Calvin Austin was hurt all last year. He's a smaller cornerback. I mean, he's a smaller wide receiver. You know what? I'm sitting here and I got Zay Flowers on the board. I don't want to get another George Pickens type in Quentin Johnston. I got Joey Porter Jr. I'm considering right now. Legacy, baby. A little early for – I think Drew Sanders would be really interesting there, but I'm going to back out of that one. You know what? We're going to go – we're going to go Joey Porter Jr. Mm. We're going to go quarterback – and we're going Joey Porter Jr. with the Pittsburgh Steelers. The son of a Steeler joins the Steelers. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Very uh, interesting. Like it. Uh, all right. So Lions on the clock here at 18. Now, okay. I I, I don't I, – I didn't come into this draft thinking that the Lions are going to draft an offensive lineman. They don't need an offensive lineman. But Peter Skaronsky sitting there. And I, I just, I feel like it's malpractice if I let him fall to another spot here. Uh, I mean, Jonah Jackson's entering a contract year, uh, I, I believe this year, so you know he might be priced you're really out. You're going to tick off the other team you're picking for after this. Because uh, Tristan to to left tackle. Yeah, that's okay. Peter Skronsky. <laughs> that's all right. Um, I, I'm looking at this, and I mean, Skronsky can step in from day one at right guard. Uh, over, I mean, I like him better in Vitae or Glasgow, or um, I, I just give me depth. I mean, Lions fans are not going to like this pick at all, but you know, first what? round left tackle, first round center, first round right tackle, first round right guard. You were set up to kick ass in the offensive line. That's exactly. Like, see, you're a and that's something you're the Lions that's something your love head coach appreciates. Yeah, and your head coach appreciates that. There's no question. And so, I mean, if I'm throwing Jared Goff out there as my quarterback, uh, you know, he's not a guy that's going to move that much. I need to protect him. And we know we're going to – we're going to – the run game is going to be an important part of what we do. Um, Skrotsky. So, I'm going Peter Skrotsky here. And, I mean, I don't – even if he has to be a a sixth offensive lineman for me uh, as a rookie, I still feel really good about – you know, because you're not going to play with your your starting five for all 17 games in regular season. It's just, it's just not. Uh, chances are, it's not going to happen. So, you know, I, I feel really good about adding him and uh, what what that does for the rest of our offense. So now you go 
pick for a team that really they needs. Yeah, they could have used offensive line help here. Yeah, um, and you know, I think Tampa. You look at it; they they could go offensive line here. Obviously, they could go uh, defensive line. They the edge help. Um, uh, they they need some help off the edge. Um, corner. I think that they're okay with the moves that they made. Um, yeah, because yeah, are they going to move Tristan Wirfs to left tackle? Um, you know, it's hard to say, but. Uh, let's just say they do. Let's say they move Tristan Wirfs over. Maybe they could plug in Darnell Wright here at right tackle. Uh, and that might help stabilize things for Tampa. So Darnell Wright at uh, pick here for the Bucks, 19. All right. Darnell Wright from Tennessee off the board. That brings us to your second John Schneider pick, Lance. You are the Seahawks again. You grabbed Jalen Carter already. Hmm. Who you got now? Well, so this is my thought process here. Um, I think there is a chance. Let me look at this contract real quick for Noah Fant. Let's take a look at Noah Fant's contract. Because what I'm thinking now, uh, so this year he's got a, cap number 6.85 and then he is an unrestricted free agent after this year i got will disley he's all right <laughs> but he's not somebody that i'm gonna keep from considering dalton kincaid for so right now i'm thinking here's what's going through my mind i'm thinking dalton kincaid at tight end because it's one of the maybe a little bit of a best player available scenario I've already got – now I need interior and exterior. I need a DN. Could Do I double up and go Miles Murphy or Nolan Smith? I've already got Jalen Carter inside. Do I really try to pound the defensive line and make a big impact that way? Uh, do I like a wide receiver? I know there's a lot of thoughts. So right now what's going to go through my head, if I'm John Schneiders, I'm going to say, okay, the wide receiver draft is not a great draft. There's not a lot of depth at wide receiver there's some guys who are going to be okay uh, at defensive end and pass rusher. There's going to be a little bit of help. I have, if I remember correctly, they've got two picks in the second round. Mm -hmm. So I can go find that. I could decide to wreak complete havoc and try to grab Kalijah Kansi and surprise people with our ability to play. Cause we may go over Dray, you know, we've got Draymond Jones, you got Bryant Monet, but then that's really more of a, if you added Kansi, it's just for pass rush. And is that too much of a is that too much of a luxury pick? Mm. I am going to Are you considering Hendon Hooker at all here? I'm I probably should. I probably should, but I'm not going to. Okay. Some teams have really I've asked a question to some NFL teams, and they just really beat me up over even asking the question. They just don't see Hendon Hooker as a first round pick. So they don't see any reason like Right. To a team, if you're not a first-rounder, you don't draft a guy in the first-rounder just to buy an extra year. Right. For, for, for us, it might make sense. For teams, they're trying not to get fired, so they're trying to play players who actually play. You know, i got to tell you, and you're also looking at linebacker here. Your cornerback position is not great, but I don't have a corner that I love in this spot. I'm probably – I might – I'm probably not going to look at Brian Branch here. That doesn't really – well, it makes no sense. You don't have a spot for him. So I tell you what, what I'm going to do, your tackles are young and they're in good shape. 
I'm going to go with Zay Flowers here. Ooh. And I'm going to add another pass catcher, much more dynamic than DK. We know who DK is. He's more in the Tyler Lockett vein. I think there can be some flexibility in terms of how you align these guys inside, outside. So let's add another weapon and let's do it with Zay Flowers at the wide receiver position. Very interesting. interesting. Now I am, I am the Los Angeles chargers and so I'd like to help out Justin Herbert a little bit. Now I have said multiple times, the only way I'm taking Jalen Hyatt this high. Is hold on, hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. Right. This is crazy. This is crazy. Okay. It's a deep tight end draft. But I can't let Dalton Kincaid off. The board. Oh, dang it. <laughs> I can't let Dalton Kincaid off the board. This well, is I had a whole speech prepared, but I'm glad I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> well, use it for Zay Flowers. Yes. Well, I got to go. Dalton. Right. You know what? The expiring contract of to reset that contract for your tight end and get a pass catcher in Dalton Kincaid. I'll go with Dalton Kincaid because that's this, also yeah. that's also a weapon, but it's a weapon where you can still address wide receiver later in the draft. It's going to get harder at tight end. Had a whole speech prepared. That's in the trash. But I know. I, I will go back to my Jalen Hyatt speech, which is oh, okay. not taking a guy this high, Jalen Hyatt this high, unless I feel like I have other pieces in my receiving core that he would compliment. Well, guess whose receiving core Jalen Hyatt would compliment hmm. the chargers. With Mike Williams, big guy on the outside, with Keenan Allen, who can do a little bit of everything. And all of a sudden, got this guy who can take the top off the defense. But do I do it? Do I dare? Am I reaching here? The, the other thing, I, I need safety help. I could take Brian Branch. I could put him in the same secondary as Derwin James. I got two guys who are like C-ball, fine ball, hit ball. Oh, this is tough. This is very, very tough for me. I had Jalen Hyatt in capital letters when I set this board. And he's here, and I'm now struggling to pull the trigger. Because I feel like I'm reaching. Mm. Am I wrong? Hey, hey, this is your pick. I don't. It's it's not about reaching. It's about what fits your team. And you know what? I, what, what? What's it say in your post-it? You know, X no matter what. Here's my thing. Remember, Dane and I talked, Lance, before you were coming on regularly, Dane and I would talk about some of my favorite players from college football in 2021 as they became NFL rookies, and, and uh -huh. I loved watching them develop. And one of those guys was Jaquan Brisker, who was just always, always doing something great at Penn State. And he gets in the NFL, and it feels like that just continued. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take the guy who's always doing something great Jair Brian, Brian oh. Branch from Alabama. I'm going to put him in the same secondary I love as Dylan James. Safe, and safe, safe. riding. Let's go. Safe player. Sorry, Justin Herbert. Safe player. You see how – so this brings up a conversation. I had a conversation last weekend with a former NBA GM, and we were talking about football and basketball. And he said, no matter who you are as a GM, he said one of the biggest problems in sports when you're a general manager is – is decision makers he said it's amazing how often guys there are some guys who are who do not flinch when it's time to when it's time to uh 
Um, when it's time to make a pick, they know who they're going to be. Their board is the board. Kevin Colbert was always like that. When the guy comes off the board, you pull him off, and whoever's next up, that's who we're taking. That's how we set our board up. And this guy told me that in the NBA, and this includes one really good NBA team, he said you'd be amazed at how many general managers in the NBA, and I asked another GM in the NFL about this, and he said it's true. There's a lot of guys who get ner- – once the time comes to make their pick, Andy, just like you experience mm-hmm. and like I've been experiencing, you think you know who you're going to go with, but if you don't have the commitment, you panic, and then you're going to make a pick that you haven't been completely bought into. Yeah. And it's it's hard. I think it's hard to, to make that decision when the clock rolls down. Are you a patient, calm person, and you stick to the process, or do you let yourself – and people in fantasy football do this too, I'm sure, all the time. Here's the thing. Brian Branch, though, of the guys we're talking about in the first round, I would be the happiest with him. Like, I realize I had Jalen Hyatt kind of circled, but there's no, there's actually no team in the league, if I were the GM, that I wouldn't be happy if I got Brian Branch. Sure. Like, I mean, that, yeah. He's that kind of player. Like, I know he's going to be really good. And right. so I, I feel like that's that's the way to go. Now, now I'm the Ravens. A team that loves to take Alabama players, but we're not taking an Alabama player, but we will take a player coached by Alabama's former defensive coordinator. We've talked about this guy a bunch, and I kept saying, uh oh, uh oh, because this is the guy I had for the Ravens the entire time. His college production off the edge, sack number is not particularly great, but he plays in a defense where that position is not going to get as many sacks. His athletic traits are incredible. He's a former number one overall recruit in the country. I can find something to do with him. Nolan Smith is a Baltimore mm. Raven. And that feels like a Raven pick. Yeah, it does. Either him or Miles Murphy from a size standpoint. You know what? I'm going to uh, – I won't take a lot of time on this. So Minnesota's going to walk the card up calmly, and they're going to draft Hendon Hooker, quarterback Tennessee. Woo! There you go. And so now what we're doing is Minnesota's sitting there and they got to make a decision. Man, there's some guys who could really help them. They didn't need another wide receiver. Uh, they got Hyatt as a speed guy to take the to take the pressure off of uh, uh, to take the pressure off of Justin Jefferson. You got edge help with Miles Murphy still on the board. You've got uh, Quentin Johnston there if you'd like him. They could use a little inside linebacker help with Drew Sanders as well, potentially. But I'm going to go with quarterback of the future. We know the contract's up with with uh, um, with um, Kirk Cousins. We've gone as far as we can go with Kirk Cousins. We're going to take our shot here with Hendon Hooker. Now, the problem you have here is that I think Minnesota would trade back. I think Minnesota would trade back and pick up picks because Minnesota – does not have enough draft picks. They need more draft picks. They don't even have a second-round pick. So if I go hand and hooker in this spot, well, before I before I turn my card in, if I take hand and hooker here, my draft does not come back until a third round. So I think Minnesota would trade back. I had them trading back with Buffalo and Buffalo taking Bijan. But since Bijan's already off the board, you know there may be somebody who a team is willing to trade up for. There may be a player. But if Minnesota has to sit there, man, Hendon Hooker. Hmm. If I had more draft picks, I could take Hendon Hooker. If I traded back in the first, I'd take 
Hendon Hooker. If I could get a second round pick this year, I would draft Hendon Hooker. If somebody would trade up, if if uh, Philadelphia would trade up from 30 to 23, I would move back and I'd try to get Hendon Hooker there. If I, under these rules, have to stay there and I have no second round pick, it's just really hard for me not to have a first or second rounder this year. So in this particular scenario, let's go with Miles Murphy off the edge and let's help out our uh, our edge defense. So Miles My- Murphy to the Vikings, leaving Hendon Hooker on the board. Obviously, Dane is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They don't need a quarterback. So sorry, Hendon. It's gonna. It might be a little while. Who you got, Dane? Well, I, I sitting there with Jacksonville. I was considering Miles Murphy. Um, maybe it, it probably is coming. It was going to come down to the two Clemson defensive linemen, Miles Murphy or Brian Brzee. Uh, and now with Murphy off the board, uh, that makes it a little bit easier for me. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Brian Brzee, who I, I feel like has gotten beat up way too much uh, during this draft process. Um, I mean, this is watch him towards the end of the year. Watch him, you know, when he was fully healthy and things were, you know, he was in a better spot. I mean, he was playing like we saw, uh, you know, him play as a freshman when he was the the former top recruit and everything. Everything was. Uh, going well. So I, I still think he belongs in the first round. And I think it's a pretty good value here at 24 for the Jaguars, reuniting him with uh, his former quarterback, uh, with yeah. Trevor Lawrence. So um, yeah, let's go with Brzee at 24 and then at 25 with the Giants. So only one receiver's off the board at this point, right? Smith and Jigba? Yep. Yep. So I'm sitting here and, you know, I'm looking at, okay, Jalen Hyatt, Zay Flowers. Um, I'm going to go Jordan Addison. Uh, <laughs> you, wor- you worry a little bit about the the size. I mean, he was 173 at the combine and then 170 at the pro day. But uh, you know, this is a guy that uh, yeah, he he can get open. And I, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of what he does is going to fit that offense really well. So I, I like Addison for the Giants at 25. One of my teams is very upset. One <laughs> of my teams that's picking is very <laughs> you've been upset. Lo- you've been looking through it? They had Jordan Addison circled. They were they were sure that he was the guy, but now they're going to have to scramble. This is the Bills, by the way. They have to scramble, but they have time to scramble because the Dallas Cowboys are on the clock. Lance, you are Jura. Let's make, or I guess you're Steven, but let's let's make that pick. Yeah, tight end, wide receiver. I do think wide receiver maybe. So Brandon Cooks helps you push that a little bit potentially. Yes. You could use wide receiver, but will you go here? Now you've got your you got a good choice of wide receivers. I, I personally think that they can get better at center. Personally, mm-hmm. that's that's my feeling on that one. I think Travis center, Frederick is not in this draft. No, he's not in this draft. Um, you know, people are, are gonna want them to draft tight end, but I, I don't know that I'd go Luke. I, I, I would go Luke Musgrave here. I don't think the Cowboys would. I think they would want to wait on that. Um I do think that linebacker is a position mm-hmm. that they could consider as well. They brought um, in Drew Sanders. Yeah, I'm going to go Drew Sanders because, number one, he's the Arkansas guy. Okay, we can do that game if you want to, mm. Arkansas player. But he's got the he's got the unusual ability to uh, play inside. He's aggressive. He knows how to take on blocks. And he's a very good rusher. So now you've got a linebacker turned defensive end who's one of the hottest rushers in the league, the most dangerous players in the league. And now you've got another guy who you could put in the A gap, the B gap, or even put him 
you could even reduce your rushers down and have Drew Sanders and Micah Parsons coming off the edge. So I think that's pretty interesting. I'm going to go Drew Sanders there with the Dallas Cowboys. I like it. There you go. So I was all set to take Jordan Addison with the Bills. And I'm going to give Josh Allen some help one way or the other. But there's a guy who I like almost as much. Zay Flowers still on the board. Perfect. So he's a Buffalo Bill because I don't think Hyatt is is the guy. Like again, we talked about Hyatt needs to be a complimentary. You have to have the right pieces in place already. I, I don't. I think Gabe Davis can can take the top off your defense. Like I, I don't know that I need that. So I'll take Zay Flowers, and I feel like Josh Allen's going to be happy with me. I can't wait for this next pick because one thing I found about about Bengals fans is they have only one player they are targeting, the Bengals fans. And if you don't say his name, they are going to scream at you. Well, uh, when I initially set this board, it said Darnell or Darnell. But one Darnell is already gone. So, because it was going to be Darnell Washington or Darnell Wright. When Dane took Darnell Wright, that left me with one Darnell. <laughs> but we've talked about repeatedly on this podcast how darnell washington can change your run game for the better i have said many times i think he will be a better pass catcher in the nfl than he was at georgia because brock bowers won't also be on his team i'm taking darnell washington you're welcome joe burrow Mm. i gave him luke musgrave and they are ready to burn my house <laughs> Who do they want? Who's the one they, they really want? Kalijah Cansey. Only oh, okay. Kalijah Cansey can be a Bengal. Nobody else can be a Bengal. And the funny thing was, I mocked, I may have started some of the Kalijah Cansey to Cincy stuff because I mocked him there in my mock 1.0. And somewhere in there, you know, the group think of the fan base became Kalijah Cansey, Kalijah Cansey. There's no way all these people were hardcore watching, ten- were watching uh, Pit, Pit? Tape. There's not, no not way a bunch year. of Bengals fans have been watching Pit Tape throughout the time, well, but they have it in their mind that only Kalijah Cansey can help them. And if you deviate on the offensive side at all, so congratulations, you just made your bet, Andy, and now you're going to have to lie. That's fine. (laughs) So the reason I had Darnell right up up there before Jonah Williams wants to trade. I was thinking, okay, Orlando Brown at left, Darnell right at right tackle. We're good to go. But as soon as the bucks took him, I'm out of luck. But I took a guy who may as well be a, a, a third offensive tackle on the field in the run game. And I'm telling you, Darnell Washington is going to help you in the pass game. Yeah, they'll go uh they'll go Dewan Jones from Ohio State in the second round. Right, right, exactly. And that, that's the thing. I mean, I know how much you like him, Dane. I wasn't gonna reach for him here. No. But he's he's there. There, there there's there's value there where you can you can get it. Darnell Washington's a, a bit of a unicorn. Now I don't. I, is he going to be Travis Kelsey or something? I, I don't think. I don't necessarily think that. But I think the things that you can do in your run game with him, plus what he can give you in the red zone, I think you're going to be really happy. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, All right, Lance. Lance. The Saints. Oh, let's see. Let's see. There's no safety I would draft in that particular spot. You've got the wide receiver position. I got a lot of guys on the board right now. We never know what's going to happen with Mike Thomas. It's an impossible thing to ever know. Can't predict um, Mike. Can't guard Mike. Yeah, I mean, 
Rashid Shahid, Kirk Merritt, Keith Kirkwood, Traquan Smith. Just not good enough. It needs to get better. I mean, this is look, I I had Kalijah Kansi going there with the way the mock, but I also had a bunch of wide receivers off the board. Uh, Alave can do a lot of different things. I've got Jalen Hyatt, who's a very specific type of wide receiver. I don't really know that I have the quarterback that fits that type of wide receiver, though. Quentin Johnston gives me a big who can catch it intermediate as well. I've got a tight end and Luke Musgrave that is available. They got Juwan Johnson, Adam Troutman, Taysom Hill. Um, not really an offensive lineman I'm going to take here in this spot. Keon White would be interesting here because he fits defensively what they might do. I'm going to go with Quentin Johnston. Mm. We'll go with uh, we'll go with the big receiver and allow, and we'll go we'll, we'll double up here and give ourselves the best chance to win with Derek Carr we can possibly have. We just made the deal for him. We've got Alave. I'm going to look for another receiver that has the ability to um, attack on multiple levels. I don't love what Quentin Johnston's done through the the, the draft process. I think the hands are a potential issue. He didn't have a great pro day. Uh, but he's big, he's explosive, and I think he takes some pressure off of Chris Olave and, more importantly, gives another weapon to um, to Derek Carr. So we'll go Quentin Johnston with that pick for the, uh, for the New Orleans Saints. So we got go. 30 and 31 to go. Remember, the Dolphins don't have a first-round pick because they, it was stripped from them. Uh, Dane, you have both Super Bowl participants. So you've got the Eagles at 30 and the Chiefs at 31. So you are Howie Roseman. Who you got? Uh, I think 30 is easy. I mean, Howie can't help himself. This is Kalaja Kansi. Um, the, the pick at 10 was Van Ness, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. took Van Ness. Okay. Yep. Defensive line, defensive line. I, I I don't think he's, it won't matter at all. Um, he won't be able to help himself. Kalaja Kansi, the pick at 30. Uh, and then 31. Uh, this is where it gets interesting because KC could go in a lot of different ways here. I mean, their wide receiver depth chart. I, I mean, who's the best receiver on their team right now? It seems like every year they're drafting and adding wide receivers, and then you look at the depth chart, you go, holy crap. I know. You forget that all those guys were basically one-year guys last year. So now a wide receiver, you've got uh, Marquez I mean, Valdez-Scanling, who is yeah, a, mm -hmm. you know, a, a type, Kadarius Toney, whatever, Sky Moore. You know what? You don't know with Sky Moore yet. Kadarius right. Toney has talent, but – is there some duplication between Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony in terms of how they would align and play? Are you looking at Jalen Hyatt there where you have two Valdez Scantlings? Mm -hmm. But they both can make some – I mean, look, dude, there's going to be guys getting easy catches underneath because everyone's going to have to play back. Your safeties cannot be within 15 yards of the line of scrimmage. Right. Also, do we, do we think that they might be able to develop Jalen Hyatt into a guy – who you can get the ball to near the line of scrimmage in space, like a certain other really fast guy they used to have, or is he is he just more of a straight line? He's linear. He's not a tough runner after catch. Now, no. now you want to throw him a slant and go, you know a slant and let him run on the move. Yeah, you want to throw him a crossing route. Oh yeah, for sure. But he's not somebody you throw to where his feet are stationary like a stop route, and then all of a sudden he's going to wiggle and make it happen. Like, that's not who he is, but maybe that's what you're talking about. Slant and take off, 
crossing routes because it's hard to keep up with him when he's on the fly. There's also like they also have Justin Ross, which as a college guy, it just amazes me because he had the the neck injury at Clemson. He had a foot injury last year that kept him out. This is a guy who basically dominated a national championship game against Alabama as a true freshman. Like he's he's just sitting there. Like, what if he's actually healthy? I, I don't know. We we I, a lot of people talked about this last draft cycle, and every time I heard people talk about Justin Ross, I'm like, you guys are wasting your breath. The like, tape this, was so rough. It, 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 it was right. it, it, yeah, the, the neck injury was bad. He was the, not the, the same. No, yeah. it's, no it's, I, it's sad. I mean, so good. Yeah, I think if maybe if a, you know a prayer, but uh, I, I just can't can't count on it. Um, I, I the other position you're looking at here is edge rusher, um, and you know the best edge rushers. You know Frank Clark's gone, um, so we're looking at who B.J. Ajilari, um, Will McDonald. What about uh, Thule? Thule's not a true edge, but he's a tough guy. Man, he's a I tough just, guy, three, four athlete. I don't, I don't see it with Thule. I, I don't. Gotcha. I, I, I just, I don't. I just, I, he worries me because I don't see a good enough athlete. Um, you right. know, if he if he doesn't win with that, th- those force, he has. I love his hands. Like when he gets he gets going downhill, he he's a force to be reckoned with. But if that if he can't win another way. That's what worries me. What about Keon White? And you just yeah. get a big bully, and you try to you try to groom him. You play him behind Charles Aminahu. Maybe you give him some snaps inside as a defensive tackle. What about that? Yeah, I think I, I, him. What What about Will McDonald? What about I like, I like Will McDonald. Oh yeah, I didn't even think I about Will McDonald. Will, Will McDonald is the one I'm kind of oh, looking yeah, at 100%. here. A guy with that type of athletic traits. Um, I mean, we we know that the the Chiefs they, they love those traits at pass rusher. Um, let's go, Will McDonald here, pick thirty one. I, I yeah. like it. I, I once again they upgrade their defense. And yeah, that, he'll be gone. By scary. the way, Will McDonald's going to be gone way earlier than that. I I kind of forgot him in my last mock. I had penciled him into the Ravens, and then I switched it with Zay Flowers. I never remembered to put him back into my mock in the back ha- half of the first. Oh. Or I would have put him in with the Chiefs. But what do you think about Cedric Tillman? A lot of people mm. were surprised I put Cedric Tillman. I don't think people realize, and you will, Andy, also. Yeah. 2021 Cedric Tillman is oh, a yeah. dude. Very different. He was and hurt all year. And this year, he was year. just hurt all yeah. year. Yeah. Cedric Tillman's really good. And you, you watch his 2021 Georgia and Alabama games. He's dominant at the at the catch point. Yeah. Contested stuff. Like it, it's he was working hard and and making a lot of catches and and really. You know, th- at that point, they they didn't have a lot of reliable targets in that offense, and it, they, they had more options for Hendon Hooker this past year. But yeah, I'm with you. I think I think Cedric Tillman could be one who, if you didn't watch him in 2021, you'd be surprised at how good he's going to be when he gets to the NFL. If you want to come in, out of this draft with a, a true X, Cedric Tillman is probably your best bet uh, to, to, to be that, fill that role, be that guy, guy who can win with size, can win on the outside, can win downfield deep. Um, you know, he, he's got tracking skills. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to like about Cedric Tillman. So I, yeah, you can't rule it out if that's because again, we stack all these receivers together, but they're all very different with what they offer. I mean, that's why I, I 
kind of annoys me when people try to make Jalen Hyatt versus Cedric Tillman debates. Like they're oh, they're that's very not even a debate. Like, well, they're but, not the same person. They, right. Close. They play very different positions. So it depends on what you want. If you if you don't want a Jalen Hyatt type, if you want more of an X, then yeah, Cedric Tillman. I understand why you'd want to go that direction. But if you want more of that, you know, that linear explosion uh downfield then Hyatt's your guy. So yeah, it just depends on the type of receiver you want. And Tillman is definitely a, a certain type. If Tillman had the same year, so Andy, those two games you're talking about, he had 200 against Georgia and 152 against Alabama. Yeah. They played in the national championship against each other. 200 against Georgia, 152 against Alabama, 17 total catches, two touchdowns. If he has just the same year he had last year, and he mm-hmm. doesn't even have to be as big because obviously Kirby Smart's not letting him do that again. But if even if he just had the same statistical numbers he's going that he had 10. last year, he is the first wide receiver off yeah. the board in this year's class. Yeah, he's going in the top 10. So this is great. I'm feeling terrible now because I should have taken him for the Bills. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> see? But um, yeah, no, I you, like you've talked me into that. I, I want to retroactively go back and take it. For the I, I, I did that. I retroactively did. But um, I I like your what Zay Flowers over there. I had Zay Flowers there. So oh, I, I think feel that Zay bad is about terrific yeah. for job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what he did with Cole Beasley. Yeah, He's right, going to exactly. do some good things with Zay Flowers. Exactly. No doubt. So this is this has been really educational, guys, because I know you guys have done this this before. I've never done this in real time, and it is stressful and we're just doing a podcast imagine if it's your job right and like, there's so much riding on who's available what you're gonna do and, that, and that's why you have to go through scenarios so you're not caught off guard when uh, you know your team comes up on the clock so it's uh it, it would make part of what makes the draft so much fun well guys they're gonna do it for real in a couple of weeks have you ready for it with this show we got a couple more episodes before the actual draft itself but hopefully we've given you something to chew on with this mock because i don't know i I don't know if i can handle being an nfl gm but i'll take being a podcast host see you guys later this was the athletic football show